0: Hello, everyone. Welcome to the IT Experience Podcast. I'm Usman Sidhu with ServiceNow our Product Marketing Team. In this podcast, we bring to you a wide variety of topics concerning IT, organization, leadership, and technology. Today, we're talking about running a modern IT operations. And we have a great guest for us today who brings an amazing experience with him. Jurgen Knecht joins us from Ferguson Enterprise, which happens to be one of the largest plumbing companies in the U.S. He is a Senior Manager of Automation at Ferguson. Jurgen, welcome. Thank you. And you told me that you've been quite a traveler. Tell us a little bit about your travels and work adventure.
1: Yes, that's right. Yeah, so uh, I started off my career in Germany where I was born. So working there and then we moved on, uh, my family and I, to the UK. Spent a few years there and then uh, over to Spain before we actually came to the U.S. in 2012. So we've been around a little bit, but we're enjoying the region now. Here we're close to uh, Virginia Beach. We've got a lot of water around us, so uh, my family and I, we really like to take advantage of that. Uh, I was a big mountain biker actually before in Europe, but then, of course, because everything's shadow here, we didn't find a lot of mountains that were good for that. So I switched a little bit over to uh doing more water sports like windsurfing, really got into sailing a little bit, uh, which is a great thing to do here, especially after work to uh, to disconnect you from your, your daily uh um procedures. So um yeah, really enjoy being here.
0: Yeah, that's that's amazing. I've always had a dream about uh working in different countries, but I haven't Fulfill a whole lot of it, but you know, maybe one day. But this is this is just amazing. Yeah, and I, I know Virginia Beach area uh, because my brother actually lived around a uh, Richmond area, so I, I know that's that's a very nice area there. Yep. Yeah. All right. So you've had a great journey at Ferguson, uh, specifically starting out of service now uh, as well. Tell us a little bit about how it all got started and where are you today.
1: Yes, I actually started off my career as a Java developer back in Germany, but then moved on to become a consultant for systems and service management fairly quick, just because I had the opportunity to do that. Um, The the connection really back to monitoring and IT operations management for me started quite early um, because uh, one of the um, uh, customers or companies I was working for uh, back in the days they actually asked me if I would be able and willing to develop a monitoring agent for them. So that's very interesting because I had that background as a Java developer, and I could really put it now into the context of systems management and monitoring. So I did that, and uh, we actually were able to replace a fairly large amount of Um, agents they had back then with the the product that I generated because really the requirements they had, they were quite simple, right? They just needed something that uh, does some basic metrics and not family training and so forth. So then moving on to the UK, moving on to uh, the the, the jobs that I had thereafter, um, I was still very much focused on systems and service management. Um, Before I arrived in the US here back in uh, 2012 um, with my family, uh, where I get the opportunity to work for Ferguson in a uh, position recently. What I've been doing lately is all about monitoring, so uh, the monitoring of our uh, IT landscape. And that's an exciting um, subject these days because we're shifting from the um, on-prem approach, having everything in our own data centers, to a future which is entirely cloud-based. So we're really on a SaaS-first, then pass and if nothing else works, um, IaaS strategy. But still, the infrastructure would be up in the cloud. We're not using our own data centers anymore. So monitoring is a very exciting uh, subject for us here at Ferguson. Um, I'm also responsible for our automation service, and that's really, for us, a generic practice. So uh, we're trying to identify repetitive manual processes across the organization that should not require a lot of human interaction, and then we automate those using a, uh, a variety of technology, um, including um, legacy orchestration tools, uh, also um, something like RPA, which is a newer uh, piece of technology for us. So we've got various ways of automating processes. And of course, in the context of monitoring and IT operations management, we try and automate uh, as much as our, of our self-remediation as possible out there. Uh, So then finally, I'm responsible for our um, ServiceNow platform, which for us really is, we we see that as an automation engine too because we automate processes with it, right? Um, It's just a different nature of processes, but uh, we're seeing a lot of success with just utilizing uh, the the, the features of the the ServiceNow platform and also building uh, our, our custom applications on top of that to replace processes which were quite often driven and executed via email before, which, as we all know, is not a very efficient, efficient means of uh, running, uh, running a process. So uh, that's pretty much where we stand today.
0: Yeah, that's an amazing journey. And one of the things that we always see in these types of journeys is when you, uh, when you start this modernization and automation path, you know, a lot of users might have their favorite tools and, uh, you know, they want to hang on to those things. Uh, before, them, before you move them to a consolidated workspace for example. So how has that cultural change uh, for you at uh, Ferguson been?
1: When that requires a, a gradual shift in mindset, right? From an operational perspective, we are coming from a world where really every team were, was doing their own monitoring. So they had their own console open, they had their own views configured uh, to show the relevant aspects for their environment. But I mean, in the end, that approach really doesn't work all that well because those admins and individual teams, they've got day jobs to do. They just don't sit there all day long looking at monitoring and consults, waiting for something to happen. So uh, really what we were missing out with that approach, the uh, proactive aspect of noticing issues proactively before they actually turn into a critical event affecting our business productivity. So um, it was, from that perspective, uh, not actually a very hard sell. It, of course, it takes some getting used to, but it took some burden off of those teams too, um, as we established a central operations center. So uh, it, it's, it's an advantage for, uh, for, for those teams to, to do that. And today, um, really, we've got the, the central um, operations center out there that is one console to look at. Everything is in ServiceNow event management now. And of course we've got a variety of tools feeding events into ServiceNow today. Uh, that's how the, the setup is. But with that strategy, it's really, really important that you've got one place for the operation center, which really consolidates all your events across the board, puts it into a central console and really correlates there at that level um, and maps everything against uh, the the service dependency, the service maps information we've got coming in from configuration management and just create that central single source of truth and then from there you can actually work uh, going
0: forwards oh, that's amazing um now you also told us uh, about your ai ops and automation strategy so would you mind sharing a little bit around that some of the things that how you're defining it at ferguson and also what kind of outcomes you have re- achieved and looking to achieve
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yes. So, automation and uh, intelligence is really, really important for us, um, as we are in a world where just machine learning is getting more and more relevant really in all areas, right? So, we're trying to uh, apply it as much as we can and take advantage of the the functionality there. So, in the context of ServiceNow, there are a few areas where we're using built-in capabilities (coughs) <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, one is the um, auto-categorization, auto-routing of tickets, which we can do through a, a classification engine, so to speak, that, that comes with ServiceNow. But that's more on the service management side. Then on the operations management side, we're using uh, the, the built-in machine learning capabilities to uh, help us just correlate the uh, large amount of events that are flowing into our ServiceNow platform on a daily basis. So uh, that means that we actually create um, automatic groups and uh, that allows us to collapse 10 or 20 or however many you have events into just a single line for our our operations center to look at. So very important capability there. Uh, There are some nice trending um, functionalities built into ServiceNow today, which helps us predict the uh, future development of individual metrics like, for instance, um, getting some, uh, some some predictive trends around CPU utilization on a server or interface utilization on another thing, or really everything that generates raw metric data, uh, you can um, assess in, in that way and, and predict trends. So, that's where it stands today. Uh, We also look at deploying the uh, virtual agents in ServiceNow, which again uses machine learning more on the um, natural language understanding side. But uh, again, something we're really excited about because uh, we did some analysis in that space. We looked at uh, the the conversations that we've got coming into our uh, live chat channels today and really a, a, a great proportion of that, like something in the 50% range, actually relates to our top 15 issues that we're seeing across IT. So if we could just go and create um, uh, bot conversations around that, that'll take away 50% of that load, and that is huge, right? Allowing us to reduce the, the size of that team, but not to reduce our headcount, but really take those associates and allow them to move on to more productive tasks, like bringing project work forward and so forth. So huge opportunity there, um, and really back in the um, ITOM space, what we're trying to do, uh, we're, we're trying to, uh, going forward, bring um, really take more, more metrics into consideration, bring more log files and get in, gather metrics from additional tools like our strategic cloud platforms being Microsoft, Azure, or Oracle, get all that data into a single place where we can then apply machine learning um, logic um, to identify patterns that could potentially become um, threats to our business going forward so that we actually really can become more proactive. And we're working very tightly with CETUSNOW on making that happen.
0: Yeah, I see this journey is very, uh, very much reminiscent to a lot of other customers who are moving to a cloud first strategy, bringing in lots of different sets of data around events, metrics, and logs. So I think it seems like you are in a, an amazing path, just like many other organizations on the same path. So that's, that's great to hear. Uh, now when, when you start to put in this automation intelligence, uh, workflows, um, the other team starts to also gain benefit from these. So do you have any examples of the cross-team collaboration and how this has helped other teams um, leverage your work and, and be uh, ahead of the game?
1: Yeah, of course. I mean, cross-team collaboration is really important. Um, I think the, the, the major um, scheme there is that uh, in operations, we've got all the knowledge and the manpower and the technology to do the actual monitoring legwork. So we provide that whole framework. But of course, in operations, we don't have the the same level of knowledge about the individual applications that the application owners um, and the the teams have, which um, do the administration piece. So uh, whenever we establish new monitoring um, concepts or even just a new monitoring setup for a new application, it's really important to have that dialogue with uh, the application teams um, on the other side of the house. So that starts with just upfront uh, requirements gathering, right, so that we find out what are the components of your application that we need to focus on, and what are the critical business transactions that uh, are important for you, so that we can actually create our monitoring on our end and make sure that the operation center gets provided uh, with the, the right amount of information. And then uh, once we've completed setting up, um, a new um, monitoring um, concept, then uh, the, the final step there, and again, that's uh, a collaboration with the application owners, is to do a verification, right, and show them what we've got, what we've set up, uh, run through a few real, uh, real-world tests, so take components down, see how well uh, monitoring responds to that, um, and just get a sign-off in, in mutual collaboration with
0: those teams. So without collaboration, this wouldn't be possible. Uh, this is amazing uh, work, once again, and um, looks like a great story in making. And I'm um, sure listeners can learn, um, you know, what, what you guys are doing and, uh, you know, some of the use cases you guys have started to implement um, and, and start their um, AI ops and automation journey from there as well. Now, as we uh, come to the end of this, you want to leave listeners with a couple of key takeaways, something they can um, start right away, based on your experience?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So uh, I think it's really, really important to start with your goals, right? So before you do anything, you need to understand what you actually want to try and achieve. So uh, assess the situation where you stand today and define what those goals should look like. And then as a next step, uh, you want to look at your uh, your, your processes, right? How do you need to um, uh, modify your existing processes or set up new processes uh, to support your goals, and then as a final piece, you uh, define your 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 technology setup, right? And look at um, what technology platform uh, is actually suitable for you, and does the best job uh, to help you meet your 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 goals that you define upfront, your requirements, um, and and also matches the uh, the processes that you've set up. And then comes the implementation piece. There, it's important, especially really, I think, in the uh, the monitoring space that. Uh, you come up with a, a good a good tool selection, right? Because monitoring is always, operations management is always a job, at least today, where you require more than one uh, one tool to do that. So uh, def- define a clear approach, see which integrations you need, how do you want to set them up, what type of information do you want to send to those integrations, um, and, and take it from there. And once you've got all those aspects um, in, in place, then I think you've got a, a solid foundation to Uh, actually be successful
0: with uh, what we're trying to do. All right, folks, Um, this is a wrap for now. Um, Thanks. Thank you so much, Jurgen for being my guest today. And we will continue to follow your work and hopefully get you back here again at some point. So for all the listeners, thanks for tuning in. If you have any interesting ideas, topics, or speakers for this podcast, please reach out to me on LinkedIn or at usman.sindhu at servicenow.com. Thank you all. Bye for now.